Oh, so on my Facebook, I posted a, a book I, I read recently. I forget what it was. But then I asked people, I said, hey, guys, what is a book that you read recently that you're like, oh, it was amazing. So I got a bunch of different uh, people that responded. And one of my friends, Rick, he responded with endurance. And I was like, all right. He's like, it's an amazing book. Uh, it's about leadership and this crazy story. So I'm like, it's one of those books. I'm like a hundred pages left. And I'm like, this is so weird, but like I carry it with me and I'm like looking forward to reading it. I'm like, Oh, when can I get some free time? And so like, it's, um, it's crazy story. It's, <laughs> it does not sound alluring at all. It's like, Hey, let's go explore Antarctica. It's like in the early 1900s, like let's explore Antarctica and, um, we'll be the first people to explore it. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like thinking like, <laughs> that does not sound good at all. Like, but, um, as you can imagine, it doesn't go their way, but it's crazy. These guys are like, they're on year number two of uh, trying to figure shit out. <laughs> but but uh, I think it ends pretty good as far as like, I don't think any of them die maybe, but crazy. But what are you, what are you reading right now, Ryan? So right now I'm reading uh, David Goggins, Never Finished. Oh, nice. So, and I actually, I really enjoy this book a lot too, because it's like, it's kind of one of those things that talks about when you reach a successful level or you've like accomplished all the things you want, you know, a lot of people hit that point and then they start to back off. They start to Hell get yeah. soft and you start to get complacent. And then and, and we he's trying just to, talking about this. Right. And he's trying to teach you like how to keep that fight going, you know, like don't, don't cave into that stuff. Cause when you hit a certain point, yeah, it's easy to back off, but you got to keep living the life you've always lived, you know, and you don't want to settle. You don't want to back off. So he's giving you tips to like, keep that spark to keep on going. And he calls it like, uh, and then if you lose it, he calls it like the savage reborn, how to reborn that savage inside that got you to where you are, you know? So it's a really good book, especially for, for anybody, but especially like we have a lot of very successful people here who've done a lot of incredible things in their life. And you guys know that point when you hit that it's like I could back off a little bit I could don't have to do all the things I've always done or you have the freedom to do whatever you want and but now you have to still choose to be a badass you know and still get the job done and that's a hard uh Ooh, so hard part for a lot of people when you hit that right I think about athletes I think about when they get paid a lot of these guys don't come mm. from much and then they get paid and you watch like their performance just go boom, mm -hmm. they get so much opportunity and now they don't have to, I think it was one boxer. I forget what, uh, oh, it's like Sugar Ray Robinson or Sugar Ray Leonard. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure which guy it was, but he was like, dude, you get paid. Now you're coming from the streets. Now you're in silk sheets. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, you're not like now your life is easy. And that's when everyone passes you up when life gets, cause you take your foot off the gas. So like, like that Tom Brady mentality, that chip mm -hmm. on the Kobe, the chip on your shoulder. You got to like find your way not to live in like anger. Like oh, everyone's out to get me, but don't be like, oh, everything's great now. I don't need to work hard anymore. Tough. That's life, right? And Tough. that's the truth right there. It's like, man, keep it. Like you don't want to just be a one hit wonder. You don't want to be successful for a month. It's like, can you be like Michael Jordan and have, you know, a 15, 20 year career where you're just winning? And that takes a certain switch you know yeah. in a certain way of living and that's that's why i really i'm enjoying this book right now yeah you're like you're like the palm springs version of david goggins <laughs> it's true i'm like i uh, i'm pretty hardcore i think these the kids are fill it the members <laughs> fill it i'm definitely 
I'm, I relate to him a lot in a lot of ways. <laughs> Welcome to the Fit in 42 Life Podcast. Fitness, lifestyle, community, and getting better every day. All right, welcome back, everybody. Fit and Fortitude Life. Thanks for joining us. Rye, how you doing, man? Doing great, brother. How about yourself? Dude, Life is amazing. Life's great, dude. Like a little, maybe too pumped up right now. Yeah, we're pumped. We were talking about some business <laughs> business moves before this, and we were just all like like maniacs in this office. Just, trying, to, trying to settle down right oh now. And, uh, uh, just, just, <laughs> I wouldn't expect you guys to understand. It's like, what? But just, it was awesome. Just um, so you had your uh, your second seminar, right? Your second yeah. seminar with mm-hmm. the 42 Youth Empowerment Kids. So just for those you might not know, um, we decided 12 to 17-year-olds, um, we're allowing them in our studios for the next month. Um, they had to write a little essay. They had to get accepted in. There's like 50 of them in Palm Springs and 50-something in Palm, I'm sorry, in La Quinta. And we don't want nothing from them. We just said, hey, guys, if you want to be here, we want you here. And so, but you got to show up to these seminars. You got to work at least 15 times this month. And if you do, guess what? You get a second month. And now I can, I can imagine the parents now, especially being summer, they're like, you mother, you better show up because I get some, an hour off of you. So I'm like, like <laughs> and you could change their life, change their mind. So like these parents are probably like, probably pumped but how, how's the seminar going it's been awesome and it's like the you guys would know by now because you're already there in your classes with you yeah, working true. out with you guys you know so you guys know exactly what we're talking about like these kids are freaking awesome you know they really they they're so focused it's like they're so well behaved they're trying their hardest they freaking work these some of these kids are incredibly strong i'm like dude you're like tiny as hell lifting that weight that's freaking insane because we do our our system like that's part of the training is like hey you we're not gonna shift it because you're 12 or anything (laughs) you you know you're you're gonna operate like a member you know so but they've been doing it well they've embraced it well i love thank you to the members because you guys have really taken them in i have to keep telling members quit being a parent oh boy stop it stop (laughs) it get back to your workout because like in all of us we can't help it like but to be there for the kids you know like hey here's your weights and i'm like get back to your set stop it quit being a mom right now you need to get to your workout so i see all that but it's like everyone's really taking care of them and stuff and the kids are awesome like we had our first yeah our second seminar so we did orientation in our second seminar we went over rules to live by and like we were just talking about like david goggins and like certain (laughs) things like that you know and it's like the way I talk, like I can't really shift who I am, you know, like I don't see 12 year olds. I see human beings that need to be developed, you know, and to know the raw truth of the world. So, you know, during this seminar, it's teaching them like 10 things that I truly believe if they, if they make these 10 principles a part of their mindset, a part of their daily life and operate like those principles, that they will be way better off, you know, than majority of the people. And that's what I tell them is like, if you guys want to be world-class people, if you guys want to achieve your dreams and your goals, if you want to be healthy, if you want to be happy, if you want all this, you have to become some version of what this person is right here. So it's kind of like giving them a model to follow, you know? What are, what are some, uh, the, one of the, the rules that a couple of them that stood out for you? So a couple of them. So like one of them was like, take ownership and don't blame right in your life right so it's like teaching them at 12 years old take ownership of your life like 
I, I try to like teach them this one. Like, I know you guys are 12 and you guys are teenagers and you think like this, the world you're living in is just how it is, you know, but time's going to go by quick and then you're going to be in the real world with the rest of us. Right. And you have to learn to take responsibility for your actions. You have to learn to take initiative in things and take ownership of your life and understand you're in control of your life. You know, and I told him, don't blame people. Cause I, I see it like in the studios, we get people that come in and they're still blaming their parents. They're still blaming, you know, their siblings, blaming their uh, ex-husband ex-wife and they're blaming everybody beside and not taking responsibility for their life you know and they use all of that as an excuse and I see that live the blame trait stays in people till they're 30 40 50 and you need to get over it and you need to learn how to take ownership of your life and take initiative of your life and do whatever it takes to create betterment in your life so really trying to teach those kids yeah it's like self-empowerment like Mm -hmm. if you blame somebody you're giving them control or the control over you but if you just say you know what and it's just it's a learned skill so i'm not saying like it's so easy to say stop blaming but if you can catch yourself and be like no no no, no. yeah that sucked but i can control right now and so work through that through mm-hmm. talking to people or um continuously learning and reading and, and listening to other people that have, have done it and w- are where you want to get to. I think that's really valuable, but um, yeah. And that's why Ryan, that's why it's so cool. Ryan's in front of these kids as not their parent. So now he's this guy that, you know, they, they sit up straight to because in the way he speaks and the way they can, it's obviously seeing his eyes that he's serious and cares and passionate. So they got this guy in front of him talking to him, and tell him how it is. And what I'm really, ex- I'm really jealous that you're doing this because <laughs> you might not reach all of them, but what if you reach like, what if you reach half of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. But what if you really reach like one or two of them that absolutely changes his life? And he's like, I'm not going to blame anymore. Mm-hmm. That really like that, like stuck with it. And like forever, he remembers mm-hmm. this summer. That's when Ryan and I were designing this. Yes. It was like, that's where I was like fired up about it because like that could possibly happen. Like you're not going to change all 50 and they're all going to be like the, but if we get one, maybe two or anything more is absolutely amazing. But if you really change someone's life and like really make an impact on these young multiple minds, that would be insane. And that's what we're trying to do, you know, and Jared nailed it. It's like, you know, when you're up there presenting it and you're teaching these kids, that's what I see in the future is like they're living their life and stuff. And then maybe there's a circumstance where they are actually blaming someone and then they're in the act of doing it in their mind. I'm there. Like I own a little real estate in their mind and they're yeah. like, I'm blaming right now. Coach would not want me doing this right now. And then they check themselves and they correct that. Now, if we do that with these kids and they start doing that, what 10 principles like that, come on guys, you know, that's going to change the way they live their life and the outcome of their life, like understanding stuff like that. And like, that's our job. Like I told, and there's parents in there too, you know, and I'm telling them like, Hey kids, like, and when you're at school, they're going to teach you how to do math and read and do all these things so that you could be a functioning human that kind of like is able to work and do stuff like that. And then your parents, their duty is going to make, they're, they're trying to Make sure you survive, put food on the table, get through their day. And then there's people like me, your coach, you know, and then I'm supposed to teach you things about the reality of life. 
so you guys are you guys understand how the world really operates and that's what i'm trying to get them to understand that this is the real world this is the way you guys need to think you know and if you do that you guys are going to be better off you know and it's so crazy how focused these kids were like so concentrated, just staring like directly into my eyes, like so serious. And I know I'm a stern person, so there's a little fear in them, like with, <laughs> yeah, with me, yeah, you know. Yeah. So they're like, this guy, I'm a little intimidating, you know, but they're focused and they're paying attention and they're grasping the information. So I'm really optimistic that like, man, these kids are, are they're learning, you know, and that's what we're doing. We're not just trying to work them out and stuff. We're trying to change their, their mental makeup as well. So cool. And uh, was there one more you wanted to? Yeah. And then I, I'll do quick. uh, I got two other ones real quick, you know? So the second one I taught them is the power of self-education. And I was teaching them like, yeah, I know you guys are in school and you have to learn math and science and you might not love all of that all the time, but you still need to within yourself, like the most successful people in the world, self-educate they read books they interest them they devour courses they put them when you guys get into college you're able to pick things you guys want to do and then you have to become someone that continuously educates themselves you can't just stop when school's over you need to make it into your life you know and understand that there's power in teaching yourself you know because guess what when school's over No one's going to come teach you anything. And then that's the thing. People wonder why they don't have skills, why they don't have abilities, why they don't have certain things. And it's like, because you didn't do the work, you know, at the end of the day, you spent your whole life just kind of just staying as you were. And you have to build that into yourself. It's like, I need to learn. I need to teach myself and bring power and understand that's a power, you know, and that's a huge separator, you know, because like someone like me or Jerry or anybody that's successful, you're seeing that they spend a lot chunk of their days learning and expanding their minds in different ways, trying to get better. And I just wanted to teach these kids because a lot of kids are like, you know, I don't like to read. I don't like to the, and that's what I told them is you guys just aren't, you guys are, aren't devouring stuff you're interested in. That's the difference, you know, but when you're done with school, you get to choose what you want to do. You get to choose what you love. And when you learn how to educate yourself in those areas, you're going to be successful, you know, but you have to be a self-educated person. And I told them like the most successful people, they're reading 60 to a hundred books a year, constantly devouring it. And you guys need to make that into your life, you know, and I'm just telling, like I said, my job is to teach you guys the truth. This is what successful people do. They devour books, they devour courses, they're reading, they're listening to podcasts, they're, you know, going to school, they're putting themselves through school and things that they love and it never stops. And for the rest of your life, you should be an educated mind, you know? So just teaching them that, like, pick a book that you're interested in and start reading it, you know? And then I, the, the other one I told them about, you know, and there's 10 of these principles, you know, and we told them about taking risk and embracing failure, you know? And that's what I wanted to tell them is like, guys, the what holds people back the most in life, like that I see as I get older and stuff is people live in fear. You know, they're scared to open that business. They're scared to, you know, go for that promotion. They're scared to go for this. And they constantly stay where they are, you know, but you have to be a person that says, hey, I'm going to go for it. And then if you fail, who cares? Learn from it, you know, and guess what? High achievers, world-class people, they understand that. Like, hey, you know, we're going to open this business and I, yeah, I want it to succeed. But if it freaking does, it fails, guess what? I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to, I'm going to saddle up and I'm going to go for it again. You know, 
If I see a promotion and a job I want, I'm going to go for that bad boy. If they reject me, guess what? I'm going to build my skills up again. I'm going to keep turning into the person I'm supposed to, and I'm going to go for it again. And I'm just trying to get that into their minds that failure is okay. It's a learning lesson. Then I gave the example of like what we've done on the podcast is like, you know, the, the gym is the metaphor for failure. Like, you know, you get the best results in the gym when you hit the failure point, you know? So just teaching them how that's a principle in the gym, how it's a principle in life. And they're not going to be taught that stuff, you know? And I just told them, don't live in fear, you know, don't be scared of failure. So you guys just imagine they're learning this stuff at 12 years old, you know? Dude, you could just change the logo on that and just give the same thing to all the adults in all the gyms. Like there's, there's nothing that you just, Self-education, don't blame others, taking risks, don't be afraid of failure. Like everyone needs to know that stuff. Like, even when everybody. I, even when I'm there, the parents are in there, yeah, a lot of them, and they're getting educated too. Yeah. They're like, I just see head nods like, yep. And I think the only people that aren't getting educated, they think they know this shit already. They're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, self-education, okay, yeah, yeah. But like, man, I think um, I said it, I'm still going to butcher it, but like the more... Yeah, no, here it is. The more you learn, the meal, the more you realize you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like the more you learn, like, oh my God, I'm learning, I'm learning. Wow, I really don't know a lot about that. I need to learn more. Like, so like, just all around us, there's so many just ah, it's just like crazy. Like when I read and like just just I'm learning about Antarctica right now. Like, mm-hmm. where's Antarctica in a boat? And I'm like, 1900s? And then like seriously, these guys taking photos. And I'm like, wow, there's a camera back then? Like, <laughs> I'm just learning shit. Like in 1906, I'm like, wow, they have all these photos. Like, oh, that's crazy. Like, just like, you just don't know. Like, there's the world is so vast out there. And it's really easy to get caught in our bubble of just our, our everyday and what's around us and just what our friends are doing and, and just, just getting caught up in like, this area, like for instance, I haven't been out of America besides Mexico and like Cancun. I went in Rosarito. Shout out to uh, Shanice Washak who followed me down to Rosarito in spring break, and I was there. And so <laughs> I did. She's like, "Oh, you going to Rosarito?" And then I was in Rosarito. I look up, and she's like, "Hey!" And Shanice, <laughs> and it worked. You got married to me. That was amazing. But that's a funny story. I love you. Um, she's listening to that all the time. What's she's up, Shanice? Like, yeah, yeah she right. listens. She goes, uh, "Oh, so you don't think I'm going to listen?" So if you listen to earlier episodes, everyone, I would be like, "There's no way Shanice is listening." Well, now she's. With our baby boy, and she's spending. She's not working for five months, so she's listening to our podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyway, so um, just like so, I have. I don't know the rest of the world, dude. So like, I'm like, I don't know how they do it. Have you been overseas or anything? Uh, in other sh- countries? Uh, no. Like, like so the world is so much. No, not as know. far as I should want to go. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, no. So, yeah. so I'm just thinking about learning and like, it's just so like the more we promote that to people and like opening your mind and learning more and not just being so close minded. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, crazy. So obviously you can hear, hear how excited we are for this. And it's just more experience for us this is our first time doing it. And, um, who knows the doors is going to open, like what we want to do in the future with it. But um, I'm excited. So let's go to the, let's go to our member question here. This was, it wasn't more of a question. We got a uh, amazing member in Palm desert, 42, uh, Connie Campbell. She is, she's one of our ambassadors too. She is an absolute, her smile lights up the room. She is just an amazing human. She's a teacher and she's just awesome. She was one of those teachers that if you had her, you'd be like, you were lucky to have her as a teacher. Well, she's doing the summer meltdown and um, she posts a photo and everyone's uh, just how she's struggling this time around. 
during the summer meltdown more than she did before. And so I wrote underneath, I was like, Hey, how come? And she's like, well, I'm used to eating small, small amount of carbs every day, usually every meal. And now I want my overnight oats. I want my rice or potatoes for lunch or dinner and I'm not getting those. And so like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just struggling here. I'm, I'm struggling with everything. So I wrote back and I was writing back. Well, basically my message was, I get it. And we need to, and, and times like these where you're struggling when she's, she's posting and she's being vulnerable, which is really cool because she's struggling means a lot of other people are struggling mm -hmm. and right underneath this. And I'm going to come back to it. Mariella, who's an, another amazing member in Palm Desert, she sweetly said, wow, I look up to you, Connie, in the gym. Like you're one of my like people I watch because you're so such a stud. And if you're struggling, that shows me, wow, it's okay to struggle because I didn't think someone like Connie struggles. So there's like a lot of layers here of things going on. It's like, okay, this is great because Connie's being vulnerable and she's a leader in the studio. And now Mariella... She's like, okay, great. You have bad days too. Great. So she feels good. So now when we're going through these times, what I responded with is we have to, uh, you have to remember like you're doing something you don't normally do. So she's cutting out her carbs. She's not doing that. So why are we even doing that? And I know, well, what's the point? What's the point of doing this? What, what are you looking to get from doing this? And you got to change the script. If you, if you always do things a certain way and now you're saying to myself, I'm going to do this summer meltdown. I'm going to do this new meal plan because fill in the blank. What is your fill in the blank? What is your purpose of doing this new meal plan? And when you're like, man, I want my stuff. I, would, I need those potatoes. I need the rice. I need this, whatever. Go back to, Oh yeah, but this is my reason. And this is more, this is, I'm going to flip the script on my eating because I want I want this. So that's what just, that's what I responded with. And I'm probably not as well as I just did right there, but I wanted to just get in the minds of the people that were reading that. I was like, guys, like we're going to struggle when you start something new, it's going to be uncomfortable. If I asked you right now, I said, guys, all right, cross your arms. Everyone crosses their arms. And I say, all right, now I want you to cross your arms the other way. And you're going to be like, oh, that's weird. I don't want to do that. And you go back to the way you were doing it because that's comfortable. Like that's the way we get to with our eating. It's what we know and, and things like. And so I just wanted Connie and, and anyone out there that's having the same issue with, the, with their new meal plans is like you have to keep close to you while you're even doing this. Or it's really easy to go back to that comfort. Like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to go back to the, what I was doing. But like. Obviously, you wanted to change that. So we got to remember that and just stick with it. You know, right? Yeah. It's like shout out to Connie, by the way. She's You're awesome. absolutely amazing animal in that studio all the time. But yeah, it's like you have a different, your goal, Summer Meltdown has a different goal, a different objective. And that meal plan 
is geared towards getting everyone towards that result. It's like you're trying to get shredded. You're trying to lean up. You're trying to build a little muscle. You're trying to tone as best you can. You're trying to get shredded as possible, you know, and there's a different approach to doing that. Right. So you had to shift up your nutrition, you know, cause I know Connie likes to push heavy weights, push it. And so getting all those carbs throughout her day, she's going to be feeling good, you know, but that's her old way, you know, and now she wants different results. You want a different outcome, Connie. So now you have to do different things. And the carb cycle, um, it's geared to make you feel like that in certain moments. That's actually how you know you're doing the carb cycle correctly is when you feel like that. Because, you know, you're going low, basically no carbs for multiple days straight and you get super depleted, you know, so you don't feel as strong. You don't feel as energetic. And then we have the high carb days where it jacks it up. But remember, when you're in those low days, that's when your body's burning body fat. That's when you're getting the outcome you're doing this for. You know, there's a reason you're trying to burn as much body fat as possible. So in those depleted states, that's what you want. And then you guys have the high carb day where you jack it up. And then you feel amazing that day. You feel amazing for the next couple of days after your high carb days. And then you get depleted again at a certain point. And then you're going to feel lower energy, less output. But remember, that is the system. That is the reason why you're doing it. So I think don't forget your objective, your objective and why you're doing the summer meltdown, you know, because you want a different outcome. There'll be a day where you could go back to what you were doing, you know, because your goal might shift again to put on more muscle, to bit more strength, and you could go back to more carbohydrates. But right now you got to stick to the agenda because your purpose is different right now. So I've been um, testing out now. Everyone's got to consult your coach on this one, but I've been doing no, uh, carbs, uh, just vegetables and a few meals a day, but I've been doing all protein and all fat. So, uh, I was doing rice in the morning and then rice at lunch. And I was like, let me, uh, let me cut that out. So, um, for me, I've been completely fine, like for like three weeks now. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends, uh, I allow like one day to just be nuts. Like I do carbs every meal. So I did like pizza and then I did a sandwich on like one day. But like the rest, like it's really interesting because I thought I was just going to be a <laughs> just crying in the corner and being like, I need my carbs. <laughs> but like but that, that could work for me. And so like I'm doing basically keto basically, but not, actually not because keto is like it's really high fat, not so high protein. I'm doing like high, high high fat, high protein. So I'm getting a ton of calories, but I've noticed I lost a lot of body fat. I've noticed that and I kept my strength and my energy. So I'm like, cool. And it's going to get better too. So remember when you shift a nutrition plan and you shift your way of eating, we always teach that as like ease into it, right? That's always kind of like our thing. We know the first seven to 10 days, summer meltdown, you're on day 10 right now. So there's going to be that struggle period of transition into this new way of eating. And then you start to get the rhythm and your body gets adapted to what you're doing. So you might just be going through that too. And then who knows when it adapt, when your body adapts, you're going to feel phenomenal on the high fat days and the carb days, but there's a transition period. So by the time Connie listens to this, she's probably going to be feeling damn good, you know, at this point, you know, because Jer, how'd you feel like when you first started the the just fats you know was the yeah. first couple of days kind of yeah, like actually, right, this is a little rough you actually know made, I, I keep a little diary in my notes on my phone like if i ever wake up feeling weird or whatever like i just keep a sentence or two about the day before or like 
had a great day. This is going on. Or I felt like feel kind of low energy for some reason. Just I'm weird. I could do that. I'm no, it's just, I'm just kind of detailed person. And, uh, yeah, I noticed a couple of weeks ago I was like that. I'm like low energy. I don't know about this no carb thing, <laughs> but, but now I'm fine. <laughs> See, you'll adapt, guys. You'll adapt. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the topic today. So this one I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Like, you know, optimism, being optimistic, being that glass half full person, like it's a great thing, but it doesn't always come natural for everyone. And I, I, both of us, it's, it's the people we are because we choose and we work out. It's like a muscle working out your muscle of optimism. And so I believe it's a skill you have to practice and you have to, to view the world in a certain way because you could, you can go either way. You could be like, um, it's raining out today. That's, that sucks. What, what a crappy day out. And we'd be like, oh, it's raining out today. That's, that's awesome. Maybe I'll see a rainbow. Like I, you could, mm-hmm. you could just look at things little negative or just positive and just takes the same amount of energy. And I just think if you get a choice between the two, being optimistic is the one to go. And definitely with your health and your fitness and your workouts, and your eating and everything like optimism, it's contagious and it will make everything around you better. Yeah, guys, you have to train this muscle. Jerry nailed it. It's a muscle. It's a skill. It's something you have to practice, you know, um, in order to make it a strength in you, you know, and there's ways to do it. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Optimism, like who doesn't want to be around an optimistic, positive person, you know, and I'm gonna give you guys a reference, a book right now too. So one of my favorite books, it's called Success Through PMA. PMA means positive mental attitude by Napoleon Hill and uh, W. Clement Stone. You know, and I read that about 10 years ago. And it's a whole book on literally changing the way you view life, you know, because it, like Jerry said, there's always a negative and a positive. And certain people like us, we choose the positive, we find the positive, even when it's not there. It's like maybe you're driving down the street and you see like a billboard and it's talking about cancer, you know, and you're like, damn, cancer sucks. And then you're like, it kills so many people and it stresses you out. Or you're like, oh my gosh, what an amazing organization. These pe- There's people fighting to try to find a cure for this. And that's finding the positive outlook on it, right? So it's like finding, and Jerry said too, it's a rainy day and there's a rainbow right so it's like building that skill set up to always when there's a negative situation find a positive outcome you know and to turn your life into an optimistic just kind of a positive world you know and there's a lot of things you can do to practice this as well you know and uh, one thing we do is the complaint free world band right so this is the idea you could get any band and you could put it on your wrist and it signifies that I'm not going to complain, I'm not going to gossip, and I'm not going to condemn anybody or anything at all, right? And what you do is you keep it on your wrist, and every day you're challenging yourself to have a positive outlook on your life. Now, say you do, like, you know, criticize your spouse or something, or you say something negative, you have to take that band and switch it onto the other wrist. And you have to try to go 21 straight days without complaining, 
condemning or putting anyone down or being negative, you know, and this is a really hard challenge. And most people, it takes an average of a year and a half to two years to go 21 straight days, but it makes you super aware and mindful of the way you speak in the way you say things and the way you're thinking. And then you, a lot of people realize, holy crap, I do have a negative mindset on a lot of things, or I can't believe I, I would have said that to my wife, but I've actually held that in. And it, it ends up creating better relationships and a lot more happiness in people's lives, right? So that's just one exercise to do right there. But I also suggest guys like other ways is, you know, practicing gratitude, you know, focus on the good things in your life and be thankful for them, you know, because when you wake up every day, we're all putting out fires. We all have, we all focus on the negative and the problems, right? That's right when we wake up. So when you wake up, you have to make a practice of name off just 10 things you're grateful for. I got water. I got food. You know, my spouse is healthy right next to me. Start looking at the good first, you know, to start your day and to start building that positive outlook up. And then hopefully that stays with you the rest of the day. And then you start your day with a positive outlook. And then you're building that skill up of seeing optimism and happiness everywhere, you know. And then another thing is surround yourself with optimistic people, you know, spend time with people who have a positive outlook on life. You know, we've told you guys of the story of the crabs. If there's crabs and people, nah, we got to stay away from that. Hold on, you know? hold on, hold on, hold on. Jerry's jumping in. Get it, baby. No, no. Can you just tell us the quick story of the crab? I <laughs> yeah. want to hear your version. It's actually story. funny because I told it to the kids too. Like it wasn't part of it, but I was like, this actually yeah, so you're fresh. Me. Yeah, you're I just I just told it. I, I feel like I've mastered this story. Yeah. Mine might be a little bit different. I told but mine earlier in the podcast, like well, episode two or three. It wasn't that good, but I want to hear yours. Right, so I'll nail it real quick, right? <laughs> so guys, the story of the crabs, it goes, there's a little boy. He's walking down the beach. He's walking and walking. It's a beautiful day outside. You know, the sun is out. The waves are crashing. The blue water is blue. And he just keeps strolling and strolling. And he notices there's a fisherman in the distance. And he's a curious boy. So he walks up. He keeps walking. He gets closer to the man. And when he gets closer, he notices the fisherman's fishing. And there's a big bucket. There's a big bucket full of crabs. And the kid notices there's no lid on this bucket. So he says, sir, sir, he there's no bucket on your crab on on your uh, there's no lid on the bucket of the crabs. They're all gonna get out. You should put a lid on it. And then the the fisherman turns to him and he says, Son, relax. There's nothing to worry about. He's like, let me teach you something right now. Let me teach you about crabs. He's like, that's a bucket full of crabs. So when one is about to climb out and escape, the others grab it and pull it down. So I don't have to worry about one crab getting out because the others are going to keep pulling it down and I never have to worry at all. But he says, son, if there was one crab in that bucket, it would climb out of that bad boy with ease. It would be so easy for it to get out and be free. He's all like, and then so the moral, what's the moral of the story for us is do we have people in our lives that when we're about to escape the bucket, they pull us down, right? And those are the negative people. Those are the people that have a negative outlook that, you know, you're starting a fitness journey and they're like, why are you doing that? Why can't you drink anymore? Why are you carrying your Tupperware everywhere? Those are people trying to pull you back down. 
They don't want you to be free. They don't want you to have freedom in your life. They don't want you to achieve your goals, to achieve your dreams. And what that does, it's because it puts spotlight on people and shows that they're not doing anything in their life, you know? So we always say, are there crabs in your life? And you have to be aware of that, you know? When you're trying to be successful, when you're trying to conquer your dreams, they just yank you down, you know? And you have to be aware of that throughout your life, that that person's being negative. That person doesn't want me to succeed. And then you have to distance yourself. But then also we have people in our lives that they would throw our asses out of that bucket, right? They would be like, be free, baby. Hey, I want you to go, you know, one day come back for me, you know, (laughs) and there's people like that in your life, right? So you got to be aware of that too, that there's people with this optimistic, this happiness in their life. They want you to succeed and you have to be around those people. So analyze your circle of influence, analyze the people in your life. And there's only two categories they go in, you know, the people that are negative or the people that are positive. Spend your time with the positive. Dude, you crushed that crap story. (laughs) I was just, you talked a lot after it. I was just still thinking about the sunny day, kid walking on the beach. See, when I told the crap story, I just get right to the bucket. There's a kid on the beach, he goes to a guy in a bucket. And like, now I realize I got to set this tone. Uh, In all fairness, Jared, I've told that story. So I do the lean moms. I do all these programs. And it's a piece, I just go right to it. I'd be like, um, it's a kid. He's got nice flip-flops on he doesn't like the sand on his feet so he likes to wear some flip-flops they're yellow and his name is terrence I'm like whatever so i'm gonna get that next build time build that story <laughs> build that story it's gonna take 10 minutes for him to get to the guy with the bucket <laughs> so he's strolling and he's thinking about oh he's thinking about <laughs> he's in white sand white sand beach. Oh, dang. <laughs> so right. guys that's the story of the crap right there right you know i was thinking i was thinking um something about being optimistic and I think it goes back to what we said earlier. I think it does go back to with um, being in control of your life, knowing that you're in control because it's hard to be optimistic if you're just at the mercy of others. Like I hope they're nice to me and I can have a better day tomorrow or like the way it's with, I'm just going to, everything goes back to fitness. It's like, Damn, I cried horrible today, but I I'm gonna do I'm gonna crush tomorrow. Tomorrow it's on. I got this. No no big thing. No 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 sweat. I got it. Or I missed my workout today, and my my kids got sick, and I just couldn't go to work. I couldn't work out, and you know, darn it. But hopefully they feel better, and I'm gonna get a great workout. And tomorrow all is good. Like that's it. That's it. Because you're in the you're in the driver's seat. But if you're not, and you're just like you're a victim to everything else. Like, Oh, poor me. My kids got sick. Oh, I'm like, I just think there's, there's multiple ways to look at it. And, and just being the positive, optimistic person, like what Ryan said earlier, like you're a people are going to be attracted to you. Like if you're always spinning things to be positive, like that's great. That's, that's, that's per people we want to be around and you should want to be around. And that's, those are the winners. You know? Yeah. And I th- think Jared nailing on it is like challenge negative thoughts, you know? So when you have negative thoughts, challenge them, right? Because yeah. they come our way yeah. all day and you have to be, have that yes. outlook. Right. Yes. So that's really, that's where the skill development is. Yeah. Like, you know, negatives come in. Yeah. We're geared towards negative thoughts every day where yeah. negative is pushed on us. Right. Yeah. All, so day. You all day. All day. It's coming in here. Like, like you and I, like I, I know from, but speaking for me, 
all the time negativity. Mm-hmm. I've been, whoop, nope, not doing that. Like, dude, what's there's a there's tons of conversations in my head going on all day long, and I'm just spinning it back to positivity. All right, what well, this happened? All right, all right, all right. Well, we'll do like it. Like it's it's a constant work in progress of being optimistic and it's not just like i'm an optimistic person here i go no it's like no you remember who you are like i wrote down check yourself like Mm -hmm. check it like you're gonna be like no like snap out of it like like decide who you are decide this is like who who i'm going to be like you might have said you know i'm not an optimistic person how about you say this i used to not be an optimistic person but i am right now now i'm an optimistic person like whatever i was yesterday no i decide today moving forward optimistic person whatever happens i'm gonna make i'm gonna find a positive in it and i'm gonna be better like but like don't think for one moment that us guys that are trying to teach you don't go through the same stuff every day and find like find ourselves being feeling sorry for ourselves and find ourselves getting down like just like with connie in the story earlier the leader in the gym she struggles like wow like same thing with us we're struggling with our workouts and ryan we're ryan's with his bodybuilding club remember the stories he was telling he's like oh man thank god they're there for where we like they're there too so they could hold me accountable like it's happening all day. Just be, just take it one step at a time, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And just, you're going to slip, but get back up and just choose optimism. And that's how you build it, guys. Build it, practice it day by day, day by day. Then it becomes a habit. And then when it becomes a habit over time, it becomes part of your identity. Then you're known as an optimistic, happy person, you know, and then everyone's going to want to be around that type of person, you know. And one last thing is when you become that person, you're going to always, when you're in conversation with somebody, people are going to vomit on you, right? And that's all the time. They bring their negative on you. Don't ever engage in those. Become a a solution-oriented person. They have a problem. They're being negative. I'm going to bring positive into them. I'm going to take their problems and create solutions for them, right? And make their situation. But I'm going to get them to see the positive outlook and what they're going through, Right. And that's a skill too. Cause then people will come to you. Yes. What problems, but then you're, uh, you're like this filtration. They're going to be so annoyed at you. Oh yeah. But yeah. But, but the, no, oh, yeah. bro, all I wanted to do was complain mm-hmm. to you and all you're giving me is solutions. And you're like, I'm sorry. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> I'm not going to complain to you anymore. Cause, cause most you're people no fun. Want, they want you to engage yeah. with that behavior. Yeah. They oh. want you to match them. Oh, he said what? Yeah. Oh my God. That's gossip. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, you're like, no. And then you show them his perspective or whatever yeah. the situation is. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like this person, you know, and then you might change that person's view or they might get annoyed because you always kind yeah. of like find a solution for their issue or whatever. And you don't play their game, you know, so that's someone when you really change your identity into that, you got to start doing that. Yeah, I think we nailed it today. Heck yeah, that was fun, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how's the co-coaches doing over in Palm Springs? So- Awesome. So you guys awesome because we are jam packed. So their 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 classes are huge, guys. Thirty yeah. forty in Palm Springs. So to keep the quality of the 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 product, our workouts, we had to add a co coach in the big hours. So now you have more 
attention on you. Don't mm-hmm. get lost in the, the attendance. Don't let our success be our downfall, you know, which is a crazy thought. We're going to get too busy one day. We'd have to add another coach. But so with who, yeah, who's the coaches so like, over there? We, we got Coach Wolf, Dr. Wolf. He does our nights, you know, and Wolf actually does what Wolf wants. So he's there in the morning sometimes. <laughs> he does doubles. He's there like with the crew 100%. He nice. loves being there with the kids and with everybody, you know. So when Wolf is there, it's awesome. And then we got Coach Andy, Andy Guzman he's the man he's the morning uh assistant and he's there just working with them but it's nice because we have two to three coaches every single class you know and like we said we got summer meltdown going on we got the youth program there's definitely a, a lot of people in the classes every class is at least 30 to 40 like and we do nine classes a day, guys. So it's jam packed nice. all the time, like constant party. Um, but it's awesome because it's you you could get overwhelmed with that amount, right? But the fact that there's so many of us handling it as a team and as a unit, it's a lot of fun and we are just having a blast. Like last night, it was Nicole, myself and Wolf and we had 30 plus every single class all the way through. And we had a blast, you know, we were able to work with everybody, give good attention and the classes flowed like smooth, like butter. Cause I'm all about efficiency. I'm all about organization. And it's just been absolutely beautiful and a lot of fun, but yeah, the coaches are doing great. I couldn't imagine doing this without you, you guys. So thank you, Andy and, and, and Dr. Wolf. I know you guys are listening. Nice. Thanks for listening guys. All right, well, everyone, thanks so much. Thanks. Stay optimistic. Have an amazing week, and we will see you next time. Take care, guys. <laughs> guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Fit and 42 Life. You know, we all have people in our lives that we really want to help change, but they just don't listen to us. But maybe you can send them this episode, and that would be all they need to help change and really make an impact on them. You know, thank you so much for all the support we've been getting from you guys. And remember... Keep living the Fit and 42 life.